Aren't you glad that we didn't go through We're getting them mansion tattoos Hello, this is the Journey Till Podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Zanotti. I believe life is about the journey, not the destination, to find the journey in every step of the road. The highs and lows, the twists and turns, the ups and downs, it's in that. It's in those moments that makes life so beautiful. Our guest today has a journey of his own. Gene Noble is a songwriter and singer. Please help me welcome Gene to the show. Gene, thank you so much for being here. What's up? Thank you for having me. Tell me, what's it like for you um, being in New York um, and just kind of moving through the process of uh, really COVID? We're now opening up. What's the world like for you in the midst of opening, if you will? I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. Long time to get back out and get on the road and be able to travel and do some things. So I'm really excited. And um, obviously, I've been releasing a bunch of music. So it's a lot better for releasing music to be able to get out in front of people and connect, you know. So I'm excited to get out from behind the Zooms every day. And yeah. Get out in the streets and get out in front of people and get on stage and perform. Has it been a bit of a transition for you from, you know, COVID life, you know, under that confinement and then now as things are opening up what's that schedule look like for you um is it a is it a process of you know of bookings and so forth or is it still a process of things just slow is it still a slow process process of the rebuild yeah definitely it's moving and it is uh, you know some days i think it's moving slow and then other days i think it's moving too fast so it just depends um but uh i'm definitely glad that 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 we're able to like start moving around a bit and go to concerts and people are like going to live events and stuff so that's that's really promising you know i'm hoping that everybody still stays safe and we get it together but yeah Speaking of you and your and your live events, I know you began as a songwriter, which is just so amazing to me. And I know that you you wrote songs for artists such as Chris Brown and Faith Evans. Tell me a little bit about that experience. What was that like for you writing for for Chris Brown, if you will? Well, um, with Chris, I was actually I had sung backgrounds for him for some years by the time that I wrote for him. So I, I, I toured with Chris Brown for about five years uh, everywhere. We went everywhere. And um, so it was almost the end of that point uh, where I actually got a chance to write with him with Scott Storch. And I wrote this song Shatter with Stacey Barth. And um, it was cool because I know that, you know, he knew me as a singer and he knew my voice and, and we had worked together in that aspect, but I kind of kept my writing and all my stuff pretty much separate. Uh, so it was cool that it kind of came through Scott Storch and, you know, he loved the record and was like, oh, word, that's my boy, you know, he wrote the record. So that was a cool experience, just kind of like getting to, you know, reestablish or reintroduce myself to people I already knew in a different capacity. And um, now I'm doing it one more time as a solo artist, so it's cool. With Chris, did you, was there a little nugget that you learned from him? Um, I mean, he's such an amazing artist. Um, I mean, I, I just, as I watch him, I'm always, I think anything he puts out is a hit. Um, uh, what did you learn from him or being underneath him or being, what was that experience like from you, for you? And how did that prepare, prepare you for what's next in your career? The, the, the thing I think I take away from it is that um, he's a very, a fearless performer and he's very confident and um, he trusts uh, the talents that he puts around him 
So, you know, once he makes a decision that you are the person for whatever job, he pretty much leaves you to, to do that. You know, he's not like really like on your head. Like I really don't ever remember having a bunch of rehearsals or anything. He just trusted that, you know, it would be right. So, and, and it was, we always had a great time and a great chemistry on stage. So, um, but the biggest thing I learned was just to be confident and to trust the people that you, that you trusted to, to do certain jobs and you don't have to like, stay up under them and watch them all the time. You know, if you get the right people, they're going to go out there and kick ass. You know? I would love to know some of your mentors. Uh, Shaggy is one, you know, he's been amazing. Uh, he's probably been like uh, my biggest champion and supporter in the industry. You know, um, Usher is amazing. Uh, he always offers great sound advice and, you know, um, Sting, who I currently still tour with, I'm able to play my records for him and, and get his feedback on them and get his thoughts on things. Uh, so he's been a great uh, help to me in my career. It's so many, so many, but um, but those will be three people, you know, that I'm, I'm very, you know, I get inspiration from and they talk to me about my music and stuff. You kind of take me into your world. What is it like for you? How do you mentally get prepared when you're writing for another artist? Is there a process that you have to experience or that you do um, when you're into that zone of writing? Well, I think most times I, if it's an artist that I love, I try to think about what do I want to hear that artist say? Like, what haven't they said? Or what would I want for their next song to be or like be about? Or what would I want to hear from them as a fan? Mm. Uh, someone that I'm a bit less familiar with, I try to familiarize myself with their journey and with the things that they might be going through. So it may just be um, just having a conversation at the beginning of a session where we kind of talk through things and figure out what they really want to say and what, what's the message they want to convey. And sometimes it's just as simple as the track is telling me what to write. The track is mm. you know, giving me what, what it is and, and, and that's what it is. And, and so sometimes it doesn't matter what the artist is, it just mat it, it's sonically what the song is calling for. So. To that point, have you ever sat down with an artist to prepare to write for them and your spirit said, uh-uh, like, did you, have you ever felt like it wasn't right in alignment? Many times. And I think mm. sometimes I've left sessions that weren't, I didn't feel like were going to be fruitful mm. um, because I could tell that the energy wasn't right. And I've definitely done that before. And sometimes I'm also uh, pretty partial to just me and the engineer or me by myself. I record myself a lot also. So sometimes I can get my ideas out in their purest form without them being like, you know, tainted or watered down or me having to like kind of sacrifice for the sake of the other person. At least I can complete my idea, get it all the way out, and then they can hear it from there and decide if they like it or not. In that situation, in those situations when the alignment is off, have you, especially I'm, I'm assuming maybe if it was early on in your career, did you ever think, okay, do I not do this or should I do this? And then, you know, what made you decide to move forward or to not move forward? The thing is, it's, it's always a gamble. It's always a gamble because a lot of times you're walking into the room with someone you've never met, a producer you've never met, an engineer you've never met, maybe an artist that you've never met, and they're expecting results, you know, in that moment. So uh, it's, it's a pretty high high bar, you know, to, to, to meet every time that you're going to walk into a room with someone you've never known and create magic. So um, I find that I like to write with the same people over and over, or work with the same people over and over, uh, because we have a chemistry or, and a bond already. Uh, sometimes I, I've, I've been lucky enough to sometimes walk into a situation and the first session we come up with some crazy magic. Uh, but there's other times where it's like, 
you walk in and you know it's not going to happen that day. And it just may be that that day is the day that you guys just kick it and vibe and learn each other. And then it's the next session that's the good one. So I really, uh, I don't force myself or stress myself out about it. If it doesn't come immediately, I know that it will come organically. What was the, the kicker that let you know it was time for you to set out on your own in your own solo career? I think with any writer, once you get to a point where you have, because I think a lot of artists right now are, are writers, you know, and I think you have these songs that are sitting around and sometimes you're frustrated because they can't um, find a home and they, they haven't gotten out into the universe. And you know that these songs need to get out into the universe. So that was the first thing was me knowing that I had some material that I wanted the world to hear. And if somebody else wasn't going to do it, I could put it out myself. That was the first thing. But um, truthfully, I always was working on solo stuff. I was constantly always writing and with mostly with the intention for me to perform the songs. It just so happened that I fell into, you know, background singing and writing and the other stuff. And that stuff came so quickly and easily. And I mean, it was kind of like I looked up and it was like, oh, wow, I've been on the road for like a decade with everybody. But I still did want to always do my thing. So it was always uh, in my head to, to do that. Was there ever any fear to step out on your own? Absolutely. It's so much more on you <laughs> it's so much yeah. more like it's such a bigger uh task you know than just oh where do i stand i'll stand right there and i just sing what y'all told me to sing all right cool you know with my shows i'm very very hands-on from every single aspect to like you know i mean i might be carrying my keyboard or carrying some drums or like whatever the case is I i'm very much more aware of the ticket count, how many people are coming, who I got to pay, what I got to deal with, all that kind of stuff. And then mm -hmm. also, you know that the, the attention is solely on you as opposed to just being in the background where, you know, you can kind of like chill a bit. So you know that everything is on you and everyone's looking at you for guidance and direction. So it's a bit more stressful, but so much more gratifying. I mean, I prefer performing in like a little club with like two or 300 people that came to see me than I do in stadiums and arenas with other artists that I perform with. You know? so. Mm. so you like, you, you prefer the intimacy of being able to connect with your, your environment, with your crowd, with your fan base. I, yeah. I prefer the freedom. I prefer yeah. the freedom and I prefer uh, that you're hearing my voice and my message and my thoughts and, and, and I get to connect with people in that type of way. So I've always, even when I toured with people for years, I always uh, planned shows or did shows in different places of my own. Or I went to open mics or jam sessions and just got up there and played keys or sung or whatever I could do. And um, and just try to like build like that. So that's been really, really successful for me. Uh, just because I, I did it brick by brick, you know, one by one, room by room, and kind of started building my fan base that way. That leads me to my next question. What advice can you give to someone who may be watching or listening into the show um, may also want to be, may have some fear there. They may know that there's some, that they're talented and be afraid to step out as an artist. What kind of advice can you give? And maybe three tips you can give uh, to someone to just find the, um, the courage to leap, to step forward and step out in faith. It's not easy. I will say that it's definitely not easy. But what I would say is that you have to trust your gift and your talent and your ability and your voice and what you're bringing to music um, and not try to like, uh, you know, be anything else. Be you. 
and people will come to you for you, you know, and, and also, you know, be honest with yourself, be honest with uh, sonically, are you doing something different? Are you bringing something to the game that doesn't exist or will it just fall into with everybody else? You know, it's all those kinds of things. Are you so scared and shy that you don't want to be on stage? That's a thing to consider because I've known a lot of artists that put out really great projects that they worked on at their house or somewhere really small and intimate. And mm-hmm. then they do well and they're thrust on like a big stage and they don't know how to handle it because that was never the intent. They were just like, you know, people who love music, but getting on stage and performing is something very different. So I think just knowing the scope of how you want your career to go and what you want your career to look like, that's important to know from starting out. And just to have a thick skin, know that there's gonna be a bunch of no's, there's gonna be a bunch of people who don't get it, there's gonna be a bunch of people you love who don't understand your path and your journey, and they want you to do something that seems more standard or, or safe um, and you really kind of have to be strong enough to throw that out of your head and, and keep moving forward, you know? It, it sounds easier said than done, but as you're, yeah. as you're moving through, that's the toughest part because I feel like you automatically assume or think that your family and friends will be, that's going to be your support system. And a lot of times as you, as you begin to climb and you reach certain levels, you know, you don't see that. Or you, and that's when I think you have to, that's when it's time to move to a different, to climb to a different circle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people put their fears on you. People, yeah. people, yeah. people who love you uh, are afraid for you. And it's genuine and it's, it's, yeah. it's really concern. And, and you, you know, you appreciate them for being concerned, but also you have to drown that out in order for you to do what you are doing. Like you have to drown out all that fear and you have to drown out anything that's extra, you know? Yes. So your EP reached top 20 on Apple, uh, on iTunes which is like amazing as I see you dancing. That is like unbelievable. Uh, what did that feel like? Was that a pinch me moment for you to see? Or did you, did you expect, was it just like, did you, ex- did you go into it expecting to get those type of results? I mean, I hoped that it would connect and, and, and yes. that, that people would, would connect to it. That's what I hoped. And I yes. hope people would like it enough, you know? But uh, someone had to actually text me and tell me that it was charting and then it was going up. Yeah. uh, Even with matching tattoos, like my manager was sending me like these Mm. screenshots from like Billboard. And I was like, Billboard, Uh, you know, like (laughs) and then when we were like 16 and 17 and, you know, getting to top towards top 10, I was like, this is crazy. Um, And of course, it's always what I what I wanted to be the the answer. But honestly, music has always been my therapy and it's always been so. for me but hopefully you like it too you know what i'm saying like that's what i do music i do music for me um Mm. to get it out for me but my hope is that it connects to somebody and that if i'm feeling that way somebody can relate to it um but yeah it's it's pretty surreal it's pretty surreal because i firsthand know how many artists there are out there how much music how much great music is being made and um how narrow the lane is uh for those types of opportunities in those spots so i'm always grateful for every single move you know that's made so yeah i feel like it's it's in those moments of being of the great of being grateful that you're able to receive more amen 
Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, I know that you're, you're single. Um, too many lost. That is trending everywhere. And I know that that particular single centers around COVID. Can you dive into that song a bit for us and tell me why you thought it was important to um, really shine some light on COVID and police brutality uh, during this time? I think it's, it's brilliant. Thank you. Uh, Too Many Lost was originally written, yeah, specifically about police brutality. And then as COVID started to take uh, to take shape and, and become a thing in our lives, it really kind of related. A lot of the lyrics really related just to the fact that we were being um, we all felt like we were being lied to. We didn't know what to believe, who to yeah. trust. And then in the middle of COVID happening, now we've got the more more police brutality kicking off, more civil unrest kicking off. So it just felt um, like, you know, it, it was really interesting, the parallel between there being too many people lost to police brutality and too many people being lost to, you know, really poor leadership. So uh, both of those things were coming together. And that's that's really what too many laws kind of became. It kind of took a life on its own uh, last summer, which I was really grateful for. Um, how do you how do you dive deep? Like, what do you do for yourself to dive deep mentally? Uh, Kate, like, what is your day to day routine? Do you are you spiritual or do you meditate? Um, oh, if, if, oh. I'm not, if I'm not being too personal, but love that's if you can kind of share that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do meditate. I do pray. Uh, I do believe in God. I do. You know, I grew up in church. If you ever heard me sing, you know I grew up in church. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I'm also, um, you know, I, I work out, I run, I get outside, I do, you know, I like to, to get my heart rate up and that's, that helps me think and it helps me clear my head. Um, writing and music is, uh, you know, monumental. It's, it's the, the really the thing that's, that's made my life be okay from all the things that, you know, happened to me. Music has always been the safe haven. So um, I always come back to music. And um, I don't know, I'm kind of very like introspective just generally. So mm-hmm. it's not hard for me to dive deep and it's not hard for me to um, to write from a certain place because I kind of tend to be there, you know. Um, artists, creatives tend to be pretty sensitive. So we can kind of like stay in that place a lot, you know. What are you working on next? Working on more music. Got uh, a new project coming out. Got a whole nother project coming out with my band Flight Deck. Uh, I'm writing for a few new artists. I'm going away this summer. I'm excited because, you know, we haven't been able to go away for a while. Yes. So I'm yeah. Still, so I'm super hype about that. And um, yeah, I'm just cr- doing music. I, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of touring uh, coming up. I have a bunch of shows that I will start to post. So I, and I'm really hoping that something special comes through because we have the opportunity to, to tour. So um, waiting yes. answers are going to be for that. So just just sitting back and waiting. But uh, it's going to be a really cool tour. It's one of the ones that I w- was really uh, excited to be asked to be on. And so uh, in addition to that, some festivals and just keeping it moving, hopefully getting in as many, you know, people's playlists as possible. That's really what my goal in life is to just be, in, you know, the soundtrack to people's lives. That's, that's really what I've always wanted. And so for me, it's special every time somebody sends me a video on Instagram of them, like rocking to my music that they're hearing on their radio in the car. Like, yeah. that's, that's what I do it for. That's that's what I'm here for, you know. What was the first time that you realized, okay, I'm 
I'm famous. I'm a celebrity. Or what was that moment like for you? <laughs> you know, I had one really cool moment uh, when I did uh, the song Only Love with Shaggy and Pitbull. I was standing in the mall and, and I'm from Long Island and I was standing in the mall with my mom and it was the first time we heard it. And I, I used to work in this mall um, in high school. And uh, so it was really cool to be standing in this mall with my mom who used to drop me off at work in this mall and my song is blaring throughout the whole mall. Mm. That was a really cool moment. Um, yes. So, so um, like moments like that, are like yes. stuff like that are the cool moments for me, you know? Yeah, isn't it amazing with life that you think it's the big moments that count and it's really always the small ones because you know, you know the grind that it took to get there. So it's those little moments that you're like, oh, okay. Absolutely. All right, I get it. I get it. This is Absolutely. it. Yeah, totally, totally. And for me, that's that. Those are the ones for me, for, for sure. They're like, there's just the small little things that you dream about as a kid that, you know, stick to you. And when they actually happen, it's like, wow, it was trippy just seeing my name on Billboard, you know, uh, mm. on the R&B charts like that was tripped out or, or having Billboard do a write up about me. That was like crazy. You know, it was crazy to be signing with Hidden Beach because I I grew up listening to Jill Scott and Jill Scott's, you know, amazing. So I, I was very heavily influenced by Neo Soul and that whole era. So um, to, to be working now, I've toured with Jill Scott now, like Jill's actually a friend now, like mm -hmm. just stuff like that is cool. Like, I, you know, I couldn't have dreamed of that, you know? Really, as your legend, these people that you were looking up to now become your peers. They become, they become your circle. So you're I, like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It's kind of cool that, like, you know, they respect my talent as well, you know? Yes. It's cool, because, you know, I've looked up to them so long. Like, you know, with, like, Usher and, like, CeeLo and people like that. And Faith Evans, I mean, like, I literally learned how to arrange harmonies and stuff like that, listening to Faith Evans and, like, Usher. So it's like when I started working with them, it was like, I know all your songs already. I know all this stuff already. You just got to tell me which part you want me to sing. But I know the whole record, you know? So uh, it's cool. It's cool. As you're mentioning all these different amazing artists that you work with, is there, do you have a favorite or a couple of the two or a, a favorite memory that you can share? Um, I love to hear about memories. And I think the audience probably would too. Something that someone may have taught you or just an experience that a funny something that may have happened that you'd like to share with the audience? Um, you know, I, I, one of the coolest things that's happened for me is, is certain artists kind of like pushing me forward and making me like, do do my thing you know yeah um like i toured with uh k michelle and she literally put like the middle of her show she gave me a moment to like just sing a song and i got so much you know feedback from that and uh now with sting i sing shape of my heart and uh juice world uh they, there was a collaboration of of, of basically it was sting's music but juice world uh who's a younger artist kind of came out and did like a remake of it. So Sting and I do this song together uh, on stage. And, you know, it's kind of surreal because Shape of My Heart is, again, such a classic song. And um, just the, the fact that he pulls me forward and exposes me to that amount of people every night is, is in insane. I mean, I, I still look over like, I'm actually singing with Sting like every night, like, and that's crazy. that shows where your passion is that shows that you are still passionate about it 
I feel when it gets to the point where it's like, uh, whatever, that's when it's probably time to switch up to some different. Yeah, yeah, it's time uh, to switch it up. Yeah, sure. that's awesome. You're, that means you're flowing in your flow. Someone said to me that, um, asked me, like, do I still get nervous before I go on stage? I was like, absolutely. You know, mm -hmm. it's quick. It's not like a, like a long yeah. thing, but you definitely still get that feeling. Those yeah. butterflies real quick. And I said, if I didn't get that, I wouldn't want to do this anymore. Because that feeling is just the feeling of, I want to go out here and do good. I want to sound, yes. I want to kick ass. I want to connect with people. I want people to feel where I'm, where I'm coming from. So that's, that is um, a feeling that I hope never leaves. Is there someone that you have not worked with yet that you would like to work with in the future? So many. So, so, so. Okay. Tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us then. Um, <laughs> Jasmine Sullivan. Janelle okay. Echo, her. Yes. Um, Lucky Day. Victoria Monet. Um, there's so many artists I want to work with. But I, could, I could literally keep going forever. Brandy. Um Okay. Uh, Alex Isley, I could keep going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're you're on the path to making that, uh, bringing that into fruition. Oh yeah, it's coming. you're speaking that, so it's coming. Yeah, absolutely, it's coming. Some of them are in the works already. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm. I, I believe that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's going to be announced on your Instagram next week. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to wrap up with a segment that I call tell and tell, which is a play on the word show and tell. What is something that you can tell the audience about yourself that you have not shared with the world? Um, a secret, if you will. It could be, um, I don't know, your morning routine or a few vision board or um, I don't know, a certain exercise you may do. I'm just kind of throwing it out there, whatever you may feel um, best, the best way to, to answer that question. People who know me closely know that I cook, that I really, really am passionate about cooking. It's my mm. thing to do. So okay. if you know me, you know that. But if you don't know me, you don't know that. But like, I'm pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Like, I, if I wasn't a singer, I would be a chef. Okay, wait, wait, wait. You can't just end right there. You got What's your favorite dish? Okay. I got to know that. Come on. I love, I like, I really like cooking Caribbean food. I like cooking Italian food. Um, I love cooking soul food. Um, mm. I mean, actually, I made, I made some soul food uh, two nights ago. I made some collard greens and some candy yams, and I made some salmon and uh, on the grill. Uh, but yeah, I, I love to cook. It's, 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 that's actually also very much therapeutic for me, and it's part of my love language. I love to cook for my friends and um, actually, when I moved to LA, most people didn't know I sung. They just were like, oh, that's that dude that's always cooking. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I would always <laughs> have people over and I was always cooking. And then, um, you know, that's how I actually made a lot of friends in LA. Just, be, you know, people came by and got plates. But um, yeah, I love to cook. So that would be one thing that people don't know initially uh, about me. That, that is, I guess, one of my secret little weapons. <laughs> Well, that's a good weapon to have, I think. I mean, I think food is, um, that's the key to anybody's heart. So yeah, and keep mom, going with that. My mom was an amazing, amazing chef and baker and all that stuff. And singer. I mean, I get a lot of that from all of that stuff from her. Like, you know, when you're young, you just got to, you just, you learn, you pick up stuff. So Yeah, that's beautiful. I didn't know that. Now that I didn't read. I didn't know that about your mom. Yeah. My mom that's beautiful. Great, great singer. That's where I got my voice from. Okay. Well, if someone is listening and they want to follow you on your journey, what's the best way for them to go about doing that? Follow me at I am Gene Noble on all platforms, everywhere you can find me there. And um, much of the journey is in the music. So find the music, which is also on all platforms, Gene Noble.
Well, thank you, Jean. Thank you so much for being thank here. Awesome. I enjoyed this conversation. I, you have a great vibe and uh, it, was, it was amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Well, that is it for this episode of the Journey to Hope podcast. I'm going to leave you with words that my father so often would say to me, and that's to be the best version of you that you can be. Until next time, folks, let that sizzle in your spirit.